0: coaches along with some of my closest friends and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Hey guys, Rosie here. I just want to say I am so grateful that you're listening. We are just getting a massive amount of response on this podcast and I am so grateful that you're a part of this radically loved community, that you're enjoying the content, and that you're enjoying all the guests, and that you're still here, and you're still working on yourself, and your journey, and your path, and I pray that you've received some tools listening to the guests, or listening to any of my ideas or topics on meditation, or yoga, and how these tools can help you create a life of purpose, To continue to help us give you the best content, you can subscribe to this podcast. And most of the time, you can just do it from your phone, from iTunes. Click subscribe and write a review. This really helps us continue this path and this journey. And we love doing it so much. And again, I'm so grateful that you're here. So I'm really excited to be sitting with Brent Williams right now and normally I would start this podcast off by giving an epic introduction to him and how amazing he is but I'm just gonna let him do that because just because
1: mostly because she doesn't know anything about me <laughs> <laughs>
0: mostly because we literally just met like five <laughs> seconds ago and I have no idea who this person is um I'll do all my own intros yeah, thank you very much yeah please do yeah so one thing I will say is that those of you listening know that Brant and I are going on this epic journey for the next six months, and I personally couldn't be more grateful to be doing it with him. We've had the last two weeks together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited because we really, I think, work well together, and I think we're going to have an epic journey ahead. But aside from <laughs> that... That's uh, a
1: good intro. Yeah. 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 Well, that was that's good. A good.
0: All right. And uh, aside from that, I'll let him give you guys a little bit of background. Uh, we want to spend most of this time talking about um, things that really made us laugh the last two weeks, <laughs> <There's>
1: <laughs> and a just lot.
0: To, yeah, and just to tell you guys about the tour and what we're looking forward to. So go for it, right, Brian.
1: on. right, all right, I'm on. Uh, how, how succinct do you want me to be? Are you, am I like Mary's, going back to yeah. my birth and all? Okay.
0: Just, uh, oh, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe where, where were you born? Did, do
1: I know? I don't know. I was born in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do
0: know. I do know
1: okay, here, here's the short, long, sort of medium version.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so like my it. name is Brent Williams, um, and I am a Colorado boy. I was born there, and I grew up there. Um, and then I actually lived uh, here in New York City, where we're recording this podcast, for about five years. Um, and then I've lived in Los Angeles for about seven and a half years now. And now I am uh, currently homeless for six months with, with Rosie. We're not
0: homeless. No, we're not. Home free. We live
1: in a, live in a Ford Fusion right now. <laughs> it's great. Um, but a little bit about me, I, um, <laughs> I got my degree in musical theater in Colorado. And I moved to New York City so that I could do stage work. And um, I did a lot of auditioning and a little bit of acting. Um, and then when I was kind of tired of New York City after five years, a lot of the things that I found like so charming about this city were the same things that drove me insane by the time I left. Um, so I packed up everything and I drove across the country in a giant moving truck and moved to LA. Um, where I live today, and I still do a little bit of acting and a little bit of writing, um, and I was a yoga teacher for about three and a half years. About six months ago I gave up my last class as a yoga teacher. And I decided to just be a yoga student again. And that's when this exciting adventure came up. So it was kind of perfect timing.
0: Mm, that's so, already so many questions. First oh. of all, you've done the journey from the East Coast to the West Coast <coughs> yeah. by yourself. Did you drive by yourself? No, you? I,
1: I drove out with uh, the girl I had been dating in New York for oh, a long okay. time. okay. Yeah.
0: And how long did it take you to get from New York to LA, do you remember?
1: Oh, man, I think we kind of took our time with it because we stopped in Colorado with my family and then we stopped in Utah with her family. So I think it took us probably I don't know eight or nine days, but like I said, we weren't we weren't pushing it too hard
0: Uh, Is there any you said you're still doing a little bit of acting is there anything that we can see where we could see?
1: (laughs) Um The project I'm working on right now is a web series uh, that I developed with a few friends mine Uh, And it's called order fire pickup and it takes place in the back of a house in a restaurant Um, And it's gonna be really fun. We've got the trailer cut And we've got the first four episodes in the can, and we're editing those now. Uh, But I'm very excited to see it come out. It's going to be fun.
0: Oh, that's cool. We'll uh, have to link it up on the show notes. Yeah. You know what's really cool is that we can literally hear the honking horns in the background. (laughs) So it's very New York. It's a nice New York ambiance, yeah. We totally planned it this way.
1: We're not lying. We're not like in a crappy hotel room in Wyoming. I know. We're we're not.
0: This is going to be really interesting. What... What are you looking forward to the most? Are you? Is there a city that you're looking forward to going to?
1: Yeah, so we're doing we're going to 22 cities and I think I've never been to nine of those 22. So I'm excited for all those just because I love any new exploratory kind of experience. I, I'm the kind of person who grew up like hiking and backpacking and camping and exploring new things and I've always loved doing that. So anytime I can see somewhere new, I'm excited. But I would say that uh, right now, Austin, Texas, is probably my my most excited one.
0: Why? Uh,
1: because I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but Rosie is a certified nutritionist, and I <laughs> I am like a certified bacon cheeseburger specialist. So we're very similar in that regard. <laughs> But but so mostly I'm just excited for barbecue and beer in Austin. That's going to be amazing.
0: Let me tell you guys, the first day that we hung out in, when we were in Boulder, we, we had to do some training and take some meetings before we actually flew out to New York uh we had our first lunch together and i had a poor, a bacon bowl <laughs> yes <laughs> had, oh yeah At like a food truck right by uh-huh. the yoga journal yeah uh, offices and i was like oh man is this what is this what's gonna happen yeah i'm a bad really influence on you to now totally <laughs> so we're gonna have to find the balance well yeah right? we'll
1: find a happy medium well
0: there. so we've been in new york this week right so mm-hmm. it's um the lead up was to Yoga Journal Live this weekend, which we just wrapped. We did. Uh, what I wanted to share with everyone was what an amazing tour guide you were this week. Oh, we thank did you did a lot of stuff. We
1: packed a lot in. I yeah. showed you a lot of the city.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that my favorite was definitely yesterday we went to uh, everywhere. I don't yeah. even know where we were. Where were
1: we? <laughs> we started in Central Park around 81st Street around the museum mm-hmm. and we walked all the way through Central Park back down to Central Park South which is 59th Street uh, and then we went and got coffee at some fancy snooty place that was delicious on the Upper East Side. Was it snooty?
0: I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's, yeah. it's like
1: hipster snooty which is right up my alley. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then we hopped on the train and went all the way down to Brooklyn, to the Brooklyn Bridge, and walked along the promenade. Yeah. Uh, and then we were running late, so we hopped in a car and came all the way back.
0: That's right. Uh, made it. Yes. Yeah, so, and while we were there, oh, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because the bad influence thing, because of course <laughs> you stopped and you wanted to get ice cream. Oh, and yeah. And I'm like, oh. And we got for from that
1: Yeah, from the tiny place. cupcake place. The
0: tiny cupcake place. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So... Aside from, okay, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm deviating back to the food. Now I'm like just <laughs> going obviously back. This is a food podcast this now. This is a food podcast. you guys wondered. So I'm curious, aside from looking forward to Austin, um, you were talking about how you were a teacher, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about this yeah. and how you stopped teaching and you wanted to be a student. And after having this incredible weekend at Yoga Journal Live, experiencing all the different teachers and things and kind of what our itinerary looks like for the next couple of weeks. What do you think is going to happen with your curiosity about maybe diving deeper into your practice as a student? Are you interested in still teaching, I guess? Is, I don't really know what the question is.
1: <laughs> Just, <laughs> That's a lot. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would want to teach again. Um, I think maybe if I found the right studio and the right students... Uh, I could maybe be talking teaching again. Uh, I don't think it's something I would want to do full time as my all time forever job. Um, but yeah, I could, I could potentially teach again. I would say, so here's my story with yoga. I, I did my teacher training at Core Power Yoga which uh, most of you probably know but if you don't it's, uh, it's heated power vinyasa um, and that's kind of the style that got me hooked on yoga And for a long time it was what I needed and it was totally what I dug and it's what made me keep coming back to yoga. Um, But just like in most things with life, um, kind of what I needed to get out of yoga had started to change a little bit Um, and because of that you have to kind of allow your practice to be liquid and malleable and let that change with it. So um, I think part of the reason of me not teaching at Core Power anymore was so that I could go out and find... Uh, what kind of class I needed next for what my body needed and what my mind needed at that point in my life. So um, my plan was to kind of take a bunch of different classes all over L.A. Like in, in Los Angeles, we're very blessed because we have studios of any possible type. Like if you want to do, you know, like naked yoga on a helipad, you can totally do that in Los Angeles, Where? whatever you want to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but we'll find it for this tour. <laughs> oh, <great>. uh, <laughs> I hope Greg's listening. To <laughs> yes, He's gonna have a field Somebody bad. write that down. We're going. Um <laughs> So it was kind of cool because I wanted to just experiment with different types of yoga, different styles and different studios and, and see what kind of spoke to me. Uh, and that's when this opportunity for the Libby Yoga Tour came up. And it really made that whole idea uh, go national for me. So not only can we explore the different yoga culture within each city and each region, but all over the United States, which is really exciting. So I think, I think after this tour, uh, I'll really have a much better idea as to what I want to focus on in yoga and how deep down the rabbit hole I want to go.
0: Yeah, that's such a great perspective and it's such a great sort of outlook to what we're doing. And I think I I actually feel the same way as you. I think that it's, it's going to be really interesting to experience the different styles and to meet different types of teachers who have studied with different lineage, different styles, you know, I think it's going to be really, really cool. I'm, I'm curious as to what, you know, it's kind of hard for us to project or to see what we're going to expect. Right. So I guess we can look back at this six months from now and listen to us (laughs) talking about what to expect and, and see what happens. But mostly i think what i'm most curious is to see how the lineage of yoga has evolved even in the last year mm, or yeah. two years you know because everything just doesn't every everything feel like it's changing so much especially Absolutely. in this community like there's a huge influx of new teachers and teacher trainings and so many new different styles and there's like aerial yoga yeah. and acro yoga and whatever, goat <laughs> yeah. yoga. Goat yoga, we gotta do we goat totally yoga. Yeah. Do it. No, we totally <laughs> looked into it already. We definitely want to do goat yoga. Yeah. Um but you know I'm I'm curious as to how all these different styles maintain the purity of the practice, for sure. If, if so,
1: yeah, and and I really, I don't think many of them do. Like I'm, I'm a skeptical person in every aspect of my life, and yoga is no different. Like, as soon as they started telling me that this is based on a 5,000 year old practice, I immediately was looking to disprove that. That's yeah. like how my brain works, <laughs> you know. Um, and if you want to, you can definitely find people who who have done that research. This book called, I think it's called The Yoga Body by Mark Singleton, and it's a It's an exhaustively researched book about whether or not the yoga that we do today has anything at all to do with what they called yoga back then. Um, And he's got some very compelling evidence that it doesn't necessarily, you know, like most of the asana, the physical practice that we have, um, you know, according to him, came around like in the last like 80 years, which which there's lots of school of thought that says that that's totally true. Um, And so I think a lot of this kind of like little splinter cells of yoga that are popping up don't necessarily have much to do with a yogic lifestyle, Um, but what I still see, and maybe this is just kind of the optimist in me, but I think that all this new stuff is really just kind of like a feeder program to the deeper, bigger thing of yoga. So Mm -hmm. if if what gets you coming back every day to class is that aerial yoga then the more that you come back the more you're going to your body and your mind is going to be like there's something cool happening here and I don't quite know what it is yeah. and I this is what's keeping me coming back now but maybe later is something different like when I started at core power I was so excited to get in there and listen to like some kick-ass music mm-hmm. and really zone out and the more that I got into that when my you know my needs started changing that was awesome like one or two times a week but not not my full practice anymore yeah. And so I was ready to, to dip my toe, my toe a little deeper into that water.
0: Yeah. No, it's such a fine line, I think, too, to be able to observe that 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 way of coming into the practice from that curiosity. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are kind of Puritans about yoga yeah. and, and what it needs to look like or what it needs to feel like. But I agree with what you're saying. It's like the gateway is the gateway. So it's all yoga. It's all part of the practice. Mm-hmm. and. I can even find myself going into that a little bit, too, with certain things where I'm just kind of, like, highbrowing, like, okay, they're doing what now? But I have to come back to reality and and understand that we're all different and we're all coming into this practice from a different way. Who's to say that the person that's doing, um, you know, goat yoga (laughs) isn't getting the same thing that I'm getting out of, you know, my morning crackadon <laughs> <a> situation, <laughs> Absolutely. For practice, yeah. you know, it's not, it's no different. I can't mm-hmm. say that. I'm sure. not, I'm not in that person's experience. So I think that part of us in our paths as yogis doesn't necessarily mean yoga asana, right? It doesn't right. necessarily mean the forms of the practice. It just, it means more of the philosophy or even just the essence of what yoga is, mm-hmm. So Brent and I, uh, we did a a full day intensive with Yoga Rupa, Rod Stryker, my teacher. Um, I kind of coerced him to come, and he was (laughs) totally down, which was awesome. And that's why I think we make such a good team, because we're both kind of down for whatever. Yeah, for sure. And um, so we we did this full day intensive with with Rod about uh, Tantra, Vinyasa, and awakening sun, moon, and fire. And it was such a beautiful lecture, and interestingly enough, that night, uh, uh, Mr. Deepak Chopra spoke, and wasn't it so interesting, the similarities about just our essence, and what we are, and why we practice yoga? Mm -hmm. And I think they both touched on the fact that we all come to practice for different reasons, but at the end of the day, isn't it... To just be able to come home to who we are, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I think that that was such a cool little tie-in that we experienced that. Okay, now let's talk (laughs) about fun stuff like food.
1: (laughs) Food, again. Oh, see? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not
0: trying to talk about food. (laughs) I mean, I am, but not. Uh, I think what's most... I'm I'm really excited. The people listening, and and for those of you who are going to follow our journey together... Uh, I'm really curious as to what you guys are wanting to see us experience or Mm -hmm. what you're wanting to see us kind of showcase. Um, one of the other things that we did that was really cool. I feel like it was just such a whirlwind. Literally it's only been a week, week, right? But it just feels like we did so much in so little time, but then it feels like, I don't know, like it lasted forever. Mm -hmm. It was very bizarre. We, we also did this class at Manhattan Hunter High School, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do you want to tell everybody about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've done a few of our yoga events so far. A um, couple different studios here in town. And then we did one that was my favorite by far um, at a high school here in Manhattan. And it was with a program called Bent on Learning. And they introduce yoga classes into inner city high schools. Um, And this program started after 9-11 to help kids deal with post-traumatic stress. Um, And it's blossomed since then. It's become a full-on nonprofit. Uh, And I believe they're in 15 schools in New York City now and expanding. Um, But it was amazing. We took a class with a few students and with an instructor named Kiki Williams, who was fantastic.
0: She was amazing. She was
1: so good. And they actually have their own training program now for teachers to be able to take um, a special training to help them. know how to teach kids and teach students differently than teaching adults. And uh, it was a really fantastic program. We spoke to the principal of the school who's a really awesome guy as well. um, And he talked to how today is very much more stressful than it used to be uh, with the bombardment of information and the internet and all the Mm -hmm. digital things that are happening um, that not only the students need a little help, but the staff too. So all the yoga is also open to the staff, which I think is very cool. The staff and the students can practice together. And they've said they've really noticed like a marked difference in these students since they started this program. I think it's so cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's great to be able to not only have programs like that offered to the younger generation that don't know or have won't have the tools to disconnect because they think about like their whole lives they've they've been plugged
1: in the whole time
0: plugged in you know the ipad on the stroller right they're just like it's a digital age Mm -hmm. you know for them to be able to learn different tools to disconnect and you know this this study that i read not that long ago about it was uh, about neurobiology and how we take in information and how you know our brains don't process like our computer does you know it's not that fast and so we're getting fed all of this information but it's not processing as quickly it it takes a little bit of time and it's almost like we bombard our eyes our our vision our senses there's just so much overwhelm that Mm -hmm. like we don't ever give our bodies that reset that we need
1: yeah
0: you know that's why meditation is so important that's why yoga is so important that's why like going to nature is so important yeah, you know to be absolutely. able to reset what's your number one reset when you get overwhelmed do you ever get overwhelmed brand
1: I do i'm a i'm a very very laid back dude i can deal with a lot and my blood pressure probably won't go up too much but um, I thank the Lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that's part of the reason you and me are a good team. Yeah,
0: totally. Because obviously, yeah, someone you're like that too. Cake, so. No,
1: you're not. <laughs>
0: just kidding.
1: No, uh, but my unplug is is definitely getting outside, getting in nature. Yeah. Um, growing up in Colorado was so cool, and I've always been a very independent person, even as a kid. And being able to go outside and disconnect and be around nobody else except nature and just silence, mm-hmm. no music, no car horns, nothing. Um, that is definitely what I need to recharge my batteries. And when I lived in New York City, I loved this city for those five years, but I went absolutely stir crazy because, really? yeah, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go hiking, oh. I couldn't go camping. And so that's one of the things I love about LA is I can you know hop on my motorcycle and be in the middle of nowhere in, in 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's amazing. So Or an hour and a
0: half if you're on the 405. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, that is, it's so interesting. I love New York. Like, we t- we talked about this. I've not been here and probably... I've not been here and actually spent time here in over about a decade. So, and it feels totally different, but exactly the same. And I just love the city so much, but it's a different type of energy, right? It's a totally yeah. different type of energy. And, and I think it's so, I could totally see you and especially like now knowing you, like <laughs> totally going into the New York vibe, but also like needing the balance of Absolutely. wanting nature.
1: Yeah. I was in Central Park a lot to get like <laughs> by a tree.
0: <laughs> what was that route? So Brant took, took me on this nice little like jaunt around <laughs> <laughs> around the park what was the name of it, it was it's called, called the what? Ramble it's the my Ramble. favorite
1: spot yeah
0: Yeah, that was really neat mm-hmm. all those like bridges and stuff yeah it's such a beautiful city it's a
1: gorgeous city I was, oh, I was telling Rosie this it's the only city I've ever seen that lives up to how it looks in the movies mm-hmm. it's just it's an amazing city
0: yeah and I was totally geeking out I'm like Brant, what's this like he literally <laughs> was my tour guide the whole time he's got so much information ooh Tell us about what the different boroughs, how they were called different things. That was fun. How they were called different things. Or what is like, no, what was it? Oh, oh, some of the nick, the nicknames nicknames of the neighborhoods. neighborhoods. Oh yeah. Give us the inside scoop.
1: (laughs) Inside scoop. So there's, there's, um, there's Soho, which is south of Houston Street. Okay. Uh, there's no idea. No idea. No idea. There's Tribeca, which is the triangle below Canal Street. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite is Dumbo. In Brooklyn, which is down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. It's kind of a reach, but I dig
0: it. (laughs) I like it. That's really cool. So so far, this is what I feel like is gonna happen during the tour. It's like every city we go to and be like, So far New York's my favorite. (laughs) We leave for Philly. So when you guys are listening to this, uh, we will probably be en route to Philly. Mm -hmm. Um which is gonna be really amazing. I know nothing about Philadelphia. Me either. I've never been there. So if anybody is listening and you're from Philly or you're in Philly, please message us and you can follow us on Live be Yoga Instagram and just or at Brant Williams or at Rosie Acosta. Brant D
1: Williams, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. You think? Or I think. Sure? That was my gentle way of being oh, like. Let so me spell that out for you. <laughs>
0: uh, that's we'll put in the show notes. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and yeah, so just let us know, Brent. I'm curious as, as far as us being able to dig a little bit into your personal life because yeah. that's what we do on this podcast.
1: Excellent, hard hitting podcast. Um,
0: so one of the one of the big topics that people email about that they want to know more about, they like to learn about how people get unstuck when you're feeling stuck, or they like to hear about relationships Mm -hmm. right so those are like the two hot topics for radically loved radio (laughs) i like it and especially and again i always like to acknowledge my listeners because you guys are all amazing and i know that you'll never get sick and tired of me telling you how much i love you guys (laughs) and how i love doing this so much but but so you guys know that i'm actually listening to what you guys are emailing about um so i get a lot of emails about getting unstuck or people wanting to know how to get unstuck, and relationship advice. So mm. I'm curious, are you single or taken?
1: There is a special someone back <laughs> in Los Angeles waiting for me.
0: I know her, by the way, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, continue, please. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, and my girlfriend Carolina is uh, back in Los Angeles. Um, she is a kick-ass producer out there. Um, we have kind of a cool, uh, if, if you're in the movie business, it's called a meet-cute. And that's basically like when the two characters, like somebody trips, and the other person picks up their coffee for them, and suddenly they're falling in love. Oh my goodness! So we, I we've That <laughs> I'm such a romantic. We've got a pretty good meet cute, but um, so we we were neighbors for like six and well yeah well seven years. Um, after I was single, after the girl that I moved out from New York City to Los Angeles right. with, I was walking in the streets of Los Angeles looking for an apartment, and I found a building that I kind of dug. And I rented a studio apartment. And um, sharing a wall with me is another studio apartment. And there's this girl over there.
0: <laughs> there's this girl over there.
1: <laughs> um, and we actually didn't meet for the first like five or six months I lived there. And I came home one day and there's like a sticky note on my door. And she's like, hey, we should get coffee sometime. And I was like, oh, girl next door, let's get a little <laughs> cup of coffee. Um, and like I, <laughs> yeah, right. Super handy or a terrible idea. Right? It totally, could go either totally. way. Totally. Totally. Um, and so we went and had coffee and, and we became like fast friends really, really quickly. Uh, but nothing romantic happened for like six years. Wow. We've, uh, we've been great friends ever since then. We've helped each other through relationships and we've seen each other at our best and our worst. Um, and then, uh, a little over a year ago, um, something clicked. That that hadn't clicked before, um, and we were like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, hey. Hello, I, I you. know you." <laughs> um, and so yeah, we've been dating for uh, for a little over a year. It was a year on March twenty first.
0: Oh wow! So happy anniversary! Oh yeah. Oh, wait, did I see you guys? We saw you guys. I think Tori. We, yeah. Tori and I, we the four of us went out to lunch.
1: Yeah. To make sure we all weren't, like, serial killers to and stuff. To make
0: sure we, we all weren't crazies. And yeah. if we are crazies, we've yet to discover it. <laughs> you guys will be the first to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's great. So what, in your experience, and you're in L.A., so yeah. like dating, Ugh. right? So, yeah. So this is uh, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. Just, we've had these conversations yeah. not, not that long ago. Um, what do you think what's happening in the world right now? Please <laughs> help me. Because it's hard for me to put myself in a position where, look, I, I fully understand I work with a lot of people that are single. I work with people that are married. I work with people that are, have gone through divorce. Like, mm-hmm. And to me, the relationship dynamic is is such an interesting one. Yeah. You know? and, I, and, you know, I've been in a relationship for 14 years. Yeah. You know, Tori and I are incredible and, and i love him and he's, he's awesome. like yeah he's like my most favorite person in the world and sometimes not <laughs> and that's, and that's okay. welcome to a relationship welcome to a relationship yeah. it's work it's just like your yoga practice mm-hmm. like it's not always fun people always think that it's going to be like this like unicorn land with butterflies and like roses and chocolates and like random you know, love texts and stuff, yeah. and like all that stuff is great, but that's not how it works in the real world. You sometimes know? it like, is,
1: and sometimes, sometimes what? that that land comes in and out. That's like, yeah,
0: that's like in the news stuff. It doesn't happen after. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it starts to get all bleak, wow. right? <laughs> it, just, it
1: just took a dark turn.
0: Um, no, I think that you're right. I think that I think it's important.
1: I think you can start a relationship that way, but I really do think that taking the time to meet somebody in person and have eye contact with them and be able to have a conversation that doesn't include a smiley face, um, I mean, a, you know, a digital one. Yeah. Is, Brad
0: doesn't uh, like emojis, guys. By I don't. The way. I don't. Okay. Let's continue. Sorry. Okay. Uh,
1: I think that's that's really paramount to having a lasting relationship. Um, because we're, as humans, we're, we're made to have that, that social quality Mm -hmm. and whether, you know, it doesn't matter how introverted or how independent you are, there still needs to be that, that form of touch and that form of communication with another human being to really find some fulfillment, I think. So I don't think it's a lost cause, no, but I do think that it it takes some work for sure because we've streamlined everything, right? Like everything is made to be more efficient now, dating and and meeting people and every Mm -hmm. single thing is, is, you know, quote unquote made to make our lives easier but, um, but it also takes some of the quality out of it.
0: I, I totally agree. I think it totally takes the quality out when there's too many options. Mm -hmm. It's just like yoga. It's like there's so many options. There's Mm -hmm. so many different things. And in a way, you know, we can thrive in options and sometimes people just want options and they're happy that way. And you know what? More power to you. (laughs) Send us your experiences because we want to know what they're like, but, some people are, are searching for, for something else, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, I think it's important for us to be able to have really honest self appraisal to know that about ourselves. For and sure. I think that's where you're talking about the work comes in, yeah. right? You actually have to put the work in to get to know yourself, number one, mm-hmm. and to get to know somebody else. Yeah. You know? And I,
1: then once you know somebody else, that self appraisal, comes in with them too, because yeah. then, you know, you have to have that honesty between each other and if they confront you and say, Hey, look, you're doing this and it's weird and it bothers me and maybe your own self appraisal missed that thing,
0: mm.
1: that's that's the kind of connection you can't get unless yeah. you have somebody close to you. So
0: mm. what has been your most profound finding about yourself?
1: As related to yoga or anything? Anything. Hmm I would say uh, I think my my probably my most profound realization is that I, I don't know what I want to do with my life yet like no. which is it's a it's a scary it's a scary realization but um, but it is it's no less profound realizing that
0: yeah.
1: um, because there's been so many times in my life where I was totally sure and then whatever twists or turns came up. Um, life was like, oh, by the way, you're, you're not sure about that anymore. Right. Um, so it's it's a scary place to be for sure because everybody's always so pressured to to already have these things figured out and you're on to the next step and the next step. Um, and when you uh, your next step seems a little jumbled or a little foggy or blurry, um, it's scary. So I think, yeah, that realization is probably the biggest thing. Um, and that's not to say it won't get clearer because it will. But dealing with the stress of that is a uh, is a big deal. It's real. Yeah, it's real.
0: Yeah, and I think that a lot of people go through that. Yeah. Especially absolutely. like, you know, Brandt and I are the same age mm-hmm. and I think those things come up at, at different stages of our life where we have to ask those questions or we come to those realizations that maybe what we thought was making us happy isn't really making us happy anymore or what we thought the end all be all was really isn't. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think that so much of that is just having an open attitude about life. And being open to being okay with not knowing. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's and and having
1: the awareness of keeping your eyes open for whatever next opportunity is coming your way too.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so true. Thank you for that. Absolutely. What What are some tools that you've used in your life to get unstuck?
1: Yoga for sure. Um, just like you said, that taking that time to unplug and kind of go inside for a while, um, it kind of it it helps unblock things for sure. And it may not be like right then and there in that practice. Um, but I, I noticed that the days that I do yoga and that I have a little time where my brain is doing that, it's, uh, those days are smoother and everything moves a little bit easier. So that's a big one for sure. Um, being able to, to spend time with Carolina and unplug and go explore something new together is one of the coolest things for me. Like anytime you can have a new experience with somebody else and it's it's exciting and new for both of you, it's so much fun. And especially with somebody like that that you're excited to explore with mm-hmm. and you both appreciate the same things about it um, and you don't have to point out the amazing things about the experience to each Wait. other because you both experience it. Yeah, that helps.
0: Oh, wow, that's so great. That's amazing. And I'm like, ah, breath <laughs> That's literally all I can think about. I was like, ah, it's so amazing. Um, what advice would you give your 15-year-old self? Oh, wow.
1: Um, I would still say don't be scared to dream big. Like, even knowing now the the dreams that I had as a 15-year-old are not uh, what my 35-year-old reality is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say still dream.
0: Well, what would your 45-year-old self tell you right now?
1: <laughs> uh, it would tell me, uh, relax, man. Relax. <laughs> um, there's that Billy Joel song, Vienna Waits, and it's my favorite Billy Joel song. Um, but it's it's this idea of, like, not everything has to happen immediately, mm. and and Vienna will always be waiting for you when you're ready.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. What are we going to listen to on the road? Are we going to listen to
1: that? Sure. I'll play that one for you. DJ
0: Taz is going to make us some cool. He
1: tracks. is. I'm actually excited about yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: Um, what area in your life do you feel the most free?
1: Um, I would say, uh, I mean, right now on this tour, I think the fact that I have the free time to do it. Yeah. Like, that's, this is something that you and I have discussed. Like, yeah. like as, as frustrating as it is to feel a little floating in life, it's also afforded me the opportunity to do this because if I had something more solid, it may not have happened. I may yeah. have had to say no. And like, there's not many people who can just put their life on hold for six months and go do this. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm very grateful for the freedom of my life in this sense. Yeah. Um. So I think right now, I think... I feel most free in this because I'm excited for what opportunities this will afford me. And I'm excited for all the, uh, the new, you know, ex- explorations I get to do with this. So I feel free in my travel life right now.
0: Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I think about what you're saying and I'm like, I did not have the freedom to do this, but I made the freedom <laughs> you're doing to anyway. do this. You yeah. Know? Because sure. I think there you are with at both ends of the spectrum. Right. right? right. And it's like, and we're both choosing to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's, I think it's going to be whatever we make it. I agree. I agree. uh, So that's great. So I just have uh, one more question Mm -hmm. to wrap up. And I ask this to all the guests that are on. And basically it's about what this forum is. And so I created Radically Loved to be a place for people to come to, to learn information about yoga or this practice or their own path or to just have the feeling of support by this incredible community of yogis in the world and just mindful people the idea is that we are all radically loved by this universe, force, god, essence, Mm -hmm. goddess, the buddha, whatever it is (laughs) a higher power of your understanding we are radically loved and so we are held, right? And so the questions to you are, how do you feel radically loved and what do you radically love?
1: Mm. I feel radically loved by lots of people in my life. I've been, I've been the kind of person that's, I'm, it's very easy for me to make friends. Um, but I've always had a few core friends, like five or six people that are, are like my ride-or-die kind of people. Mm -hmm. And I know I can count on them for anything. And we're kind of scattered around the country now, um, which is kind of fun in this tour because we get to kind of dot through the country and see them as we go. Um, But it makes me so happy to know that any time or day I could reach out to these people with any problem, no matter how weird or strange, um, and they would absolutely drop whatever they're doing and come help me for it. Um, Lots of friends like that. Lots of family like that. My mom, my dad, my sister. Um, Lots of unconditional love. And I grew up that way my whole life, so I'm, I'm very lucky in that sense. I absolutely feel very radically loved.
0: And what do you radically
1: love? I radically love anyone who can take some time to slow things down and appreciate what's, just what's around you. Some small things. I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that I'm kind of a stop and smell the roses kind of person. Um, and when I can find somebody else who does the same thing and appreciates that, uh, that makes me really happy. So I appreciate anybody who can take the time to do that.
0: Mm, I love that. So where can people find you or find us on this epic <laughs> journey for the next six months? Uh,
1: there's a few places to follow our, our epic journey. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Libby uh, You can check out a little bit more on LibbyYoga.com. And then, if you want to look at my page on Instagram, I've got some photography and stuff like that. Uh, it's Brant D. Williams on Instagram. Um, and then I would also just want to say thanks to Yoga Journal yes. and Libby Yoga for affording us this amazing opportunity.
0: Such an incredible opportunity. It's
1: so cool. And lots of really cool sponsors we're working with, too.
0: Yes. Uh, Camelback, Ford, Goodness Knows, Hugger Mugger.
1: Uh, Mind Body, Prana, Rishi Tea, and uh, Solgar Supplements. Solgar, yeah.
0: So those are our amazing sponsors that are actually making this tour possible. And... Uh, we're going to be documenting the whole thing. And so we didn't actually get to talk about that very much, (laughs) but there's a reason for that so that you can go and follow us on Instagram, uh, at the Libby Yoga Tour uh, Instagram. And we're posting videos of our journey and they're really uh, detailed. And some of them are hilarious because (laughs) we're funny.
1: Because we're cool.
0: And some of them are, what?
1: Also funny. Also funny. <laughs> uh,
0: that's it. I'm so I'm so grateful, Brant, for you and to be doing this with you. And I, I literally feel like I've been saying that to you like the last two weeks. I'm just like so grateful to be doing this tour with you. And uh, shout out to um, our director slash caretaker slash Uncle Greg Brenton. Uncle Greg and uh, for, for getting us together and for coordinating this epic journey. Absolutely. Um, and the whole Yoga Tur- Journal team that, that's put this it together. There's a lot of
1: people working really hard. A lot on this of tour. people.
0: And it's just, I, I pray that everyone is is happy with the tour. I'm really happy to be doing this with you. Definitely, and you I'm too. I'm just really excited.
1: Absolutely. And thanks for having me on your podcast. This yeah. Is awesome.
0: Yeah. No, we are definitely going to do this again. We'll keep All people right. posted. Excellent. Stuff. So um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe and write a review and send us your questions because we are going to be happy to answer them. Thanks for listening